What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. You know, I was reading this article, really interesting, kind of long piece on what it takes and what it is like to be a guitarist right now in the current age. Kind of a way to look over um, all the different approaches there are to being a guitarist right now. Not really talking about technical, not really talking about the playing itself, but you know, what is it to have a career as a guitarist right now? How'd you get into that? How do you start that? What are the different ways? And kind of stuff that's specifically uh, contemporary, right? Not not uh, saying that you can't do a bit more of the kind of traditional, quote-unquote, root music industry. You know, you go out, you play some gigs for some with some A&R guys for some, you know, labels there, whatever, whatever, get yourself a record deal, all those ways and stuff. Um, or even the more traditional, if, that, if that's not just a complete stupid oxymoron, traditional indie route of doing stuff. But... Uh, you know, how are people out there doing it today um, really in a way that is specific to the kind of modern moment? It's talking about like, you know, using social media and those kind of tools and getting your band out there in those ways, getting your music out there or whatever it is you're presenting. Um, and then talking about like gear and how that comes into it and what skills you need on top of playing guitar, what skills are handy on top of just playing the guitar. You know, kind of all of this stuff, and it's really, it's really interesting to go over. It's got, it's got a lot of, um, a lot of interesting stuff. Um, and I'm not done, done reading it, so I might kind of talk more in depth and respond to some of that stuff. Because to be fair, I'm, you know, I'm not done reading it, so it's, I never like doing that because preemptive, just to jump in and, um, you know, throw some thoughts that probably, but probably a bunch of stupid crap because they end up completely dealing with everything I've already brought up on the last page, and then it just looks stupid, you know, that kind of thing. But, um. I'm reading it and it's interesting and I think I might bring it up and kind of go over some ideas from it another time. But, you know, a big focus of it, as you'd expect, is social media stuff. And um, it's great to, to see, you know, there's so many positive social media and with its effects on guitar and stuff. It's just a thing. It's not positive or negative. That's how I view it. It's a thing that exists. You can do as much harm on it as you, as you want. You can set out and do as much good on it as you want and most of the shit will fall somewhere between those two points. Um, you know, it's it's a place of people interacting, uh, just like walking down the street, just like all these other places. And then on top of that, obviously it has its own rules, its own idiosyncrasies, its own weird shit and its own unique shit. But, um, you know, it's a place where people interact and, and that means that there's potential for good stuff on there. And I think we can all agree that that whether you interact on social media or not yourself, that, you know, we can we can totally see how the, it's, it's a place where you can find new music and great guitarists who'd never previously be heard because, you know, they're not in a band that's tour, that tours and stuff. They might just be writing these cool, weird songs at home that they perform, which they put together with other weird instrumentation and there's no way to take that out and tour it viably and get on like a circuit because they're not in like a niche with a circuit and or they live in the middle of nowhere and you know all these kind of different scenarios where you never hear these guitars you get to hear them that's one great thing i'm not just going to sit here and rattle off all the things that could be cool about social media but um you know one thing that always catches my eye is the part of the nature of social media with it being kind of algorithmic and with everyone kind of developing certain rules and certain systems for how you get more attention on what you're doing and all of this stuff you know it's something i have to pay attention to partly actually due to some of the work i do um and you know partly just because like i do a podcast and stuff so this stuff comes up um and and all the stuff i do with axes and blades and things it's like it comes up about like getting stuff out there and getting people pay attention to it 
I have an awareness of it. The amount to which I apply it is much more in my work because it is a job. And if you're helping someone out with a social media, let's say, or something like that, that's my job. So I have to pay attention to this stuff and I have to understand that. And more than happy to do that. For myself, I don't tend to necessarily do it that much. And part of the reason is, is because um, it's kind of a self-contradicted thing. that I, I feel like I could do a whole episode on this. I don't want to because it's not the focus of today. But what boils down to for me is there are these kind of rules, not, not, not rules as in strict things you have to do or you're not allowed to do on social media. But it's kind of these rules that come up that people start to develop of like, um, how to actually get yourself out there and how to, you know, if you're a musician trying to get your stuff out there, what, what do you do, you know? And there's all these different things that people will say and, and some of them get distilled into these kind of like core cool rules. And like one of them, to give you an example of what I'm talking about, is like you have to put stuff out regularly, right? You have to put stuff out regularly. Um, You know, if you're doing your YouTube videos, you have to say, I mean, this is my schedule and you have to put stuff out there regularly. And a lot of that is kind of, you know, it's algorithmic in the metaphorical sense, but it's also very much algorithmic in terms of people have worked out that the platforms favor, um, and this is social media. It doesn't work for podcasts, by the way. It's not why I do this uh, every day because if there's a medium where this doesn't really apply, uh, if you look it up, the most successful podcasts are, you know, once a week or a couple of times a week, um, uh that's usually how they work that because it's a longer format you know you've got an hour and a half here on a lot of these podcasts longer format you know one or two maybe three a week tends to be the way that this is people talk about this being successful or do this with guests on as much as possible if not formatting your whole show basically around guests because of then the spread of it obviously i've not been following those rules in the, in the slightest with this podcast um and then on social media stuff i kind of don't follow them either because i do what i want to do and again i could talk about that in a whole nother thing um, and it's actually an episode coming up where we kind of touch on some of these things a little bit with a guest um soon um but you know this is a whole nother whole nother subject on its own and i could deep dive into that um i think is interesting to talk about but one of the rules we'll get to is 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 kind of yeah you're supposed to post this amount and um or you're supposed to post these kinds of things and people start kind of figuring out what gets shared and then they react to that and there's nothing wrong with that people are trying to run businesses people are trying to do stuff um i think we all have our lines right like when it goes over from just someone trying to trying to get to the next level with what they're producing whatever their music or content or whatever is i think we all have a line where we see that it crosses over from that into like clickbait or into like superficial kind of garbage or into like pandering crap or into you know any of that and i think we all draw that line in a different place but we all well you know the majority of us with a very few small exceptions of us maybe who are just like yeah it's a free-for-all who cares um i think most of us feel like wherever we draw that line once it's crossed we don't really enjoy that um without going into all that because that's a, like i said another subject on its own um the thing that interests me most out there is is um almost always the stuff which doesn't really follow those rules particularly well and i think that's true of a lot of us i think we're into rock music and into metal music and into you know whatever music you're into music you're into hip-hop music you're into like whatever you're into man like even if you're you're listening to this and you're like i don't even like guitar i don't know why i'm listening to this i'm only into edm or whatever like i think we all go to music because it's expressive and it pushes out of the norm and the the you know the 
mundane elements of the norm of interactions and of expression and music is exciting in so many ways because it is beyond that and outside of that and far more interesting and expressive and exciting than normal lanes of expression and we like stuff where people do stuff surprising i think we all react to that stuff that surprises us stuff that is interesting stuff like you know just think about a, a song even like catching your ear if it's mundane it doesn't do that so it has to do something different um we like and i think that particularly if we're into like guitar traditional quote unquote whatever guitar music and stuff like it's an instrument that's been used to make a lot of noise and um break rules and all of this stuff and you know yeah rock and roll man you know without going into that whole shit like it is still an instrument that's attached to music again i would argue not really strictly defining genre these days anymore which is a good thing but um you know it's it's used in ways which is all about breaking rules and finding new ways to do things and being expressive and we all relate to that we'll all find different things that have that attraction for us but like i'm guessing as all of us sitting here engaging with guitar music stuff enjoy that where someone does something different something that's distinct to them something that's unique to them something that's very expressive and personal to them we all relate to that because that's the core kind of stuff you relate to in music and i think usually when you're relating to that in music and you're big into music or guitar or whatever you're then you then you don't just turn that off in the rest of life you find it interesting when you're watching films when you're engaging with the rest of the world when people do stuff that's particularly expressive or interesting outside the norm and I think that holds on social media too. I think even though there's these base rules of like you can follow these kind of playbooks of how to create stuff that gets people engaged on there um, and gets you a following or whatever it is you're trying to do, I think we also will kind of recognize that like whilst there's a lot of people doing great, you know, doing such a good job of achieving the things they want to achieve on social media, you know, a lot of it doesn't particularly interest me. Um... It's just not a place where when you follow those rules that what I think results is particularly inspiring. It feels formulaic. And then you you talk to people about these things. You start to read these articles and engage with, okay, what are people doing who are building a following or again, whatever it is you're doing. And you realize that the, the conversations are about algorithm and formula. Again, literally like talking about an algorithm, but also just they are algorithmic in the metaphorical sense of it's people figuring out a set of rules to follow and then doing it. It's not, I'm not chastising it. It's not dumb. It's not bad. It's for very good reasons, actually, that they do that. And it works for them and they achieve their goals. And they also put out stuff that is inspiring in there. And I found people who do cool and amazing things who are also, you know, engaging in those kind of algorithmic ways of putting stuff out. And yet, you know, they've still things in there which then inspire and pique my interest but absolutely and i'm not chastising anything or anyone but what still grabs me is when it's something just just a little different to that some fun some humor some playing with it um kind of just fucking around with what it is and just i always am drawn to whenever i see anyone doing anything whether it's totally dumb and stupid or whether it's some you know beautifully thought out intricate artistic piece or whatever it is whatever level it's at i'm always drawn to where it's someone who seems to have have been able to find a new path of doing things just because they have a really foundational level and what i mean by that is like i tend to be drawn to people who seem to look at youtube not as like okay well here's a good upload schedule and here are some of the things you want to do with a thumbnail and here are some of the things you want to do with a just not by deliberate conscious association. I don't filter those people out and look to people that don't do that. 
I just, um, you know, was starting to think like, well, what am, what do I watch? What do I just naturally watch? What am I naturally drawn to? And it tends to be the stuff where, you know, that's a channel I'm going to click subscribe. That's a channel I like. That's a channel I'm going to come back again and again. And the same when I look on Instagram or Facebook, whatever, are people who have this more foundational view, which in the case of YouTube would be not thinking about, well, thumbnail should be this and what you do with titles and what you do with this. Someone who literally just goes, all this is, is a platform on to which I can upload videos. That's all it is. And so anything I can do with a video, that's what YouTube is. Anything I can do with it. Um, And again, that can be taken to like some artistic highfalutin point. I can literally just be like someone making the most dumb, stupid, pointless thing. That's the stuff I tend to be drawn to because it just comes from this place. And I think it works with music and art where you get that with these guitar players. How do they find these new ways of playing music or like kind of reshaping the way rock works or finding like a new way to like when this sound feels kind of tired and boring, how did these guys reinvent it? Well, like, cause they probably weren't just looking at everyone else going, tell me the rules. They were going, yeah, it's guitar. It, it vibrates when you hit the strings. That's it. That's the rule. And you know, there's little rules I might want to follow in there. Oh yeah. I don't just want to play completely random notes. It tends to sound like crap. So I'm going to learn a bit about melody. I'm going to learn a bit about this and I'm going to look at what some other players do, but I, that's always going to be filtered through. And I, this was similar to what I talked about in a different topic the other day. It's always going to be filtered through what it is that I want to achieve. And at the base of it is, it's a guitar. You hit the strings, it vibrates. That's at the base of it. That's at the base of it. And I can put it through all these things because it's an electric guitar. So I can run it through all these effects, all these, all these different possibilities are there. And then I'm just going to make decisions based on what I want to do. And I think that when it comes to, you know, social media and all this stuff, a lot of it's about rules. A lot of it's about what people are telling you what you have to do. And here's the thing. They're not wrong. What they're talking about is if you want to go down a path that has the greatest likelihood of reaping some kind of benefits and drawing some kind of interest, achieving some kind of thing, they're absolutely right. And they know way more than me because they actually engage in this shit. And I don't, apart from when I have to start my job, uh, I don't. But the people who did always draw my attention, um, it's basically never, ever, ever the people who are kind of following the rules and doing all the stuff that you're supposed to do. I know of them because of the fact that they're following the rules. It means that their content is well distributed, easy to access, kind of pops up everywhere, draws the following, draws the eye. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I often find that those guys, just you know, they're doing a fantastic job at that. But for some reason, for me, it's the kind of thing where I dip in now and again. I dip in now and again. I respect what they're doing. I think that they do it way better than I could ever possibly hope to do. But when it feels kind of formulaic, when it feels like I can I can watch someone and feel like, yeah, you're following the rule book. You're following the same things I've read and I've learned about. And you know it way better than me and you're applying it better than I could ever do even if I really tried to. But um, it doesn't really draw me in very much. And then the stuff where I'm like, if I'm ever really like, wow, I definitely want to see whatever that person comes out. I've watched every single thing they put out. I I pay attention to every single thing they put out. There's a very, very small group of people. It's a tiny number of people. I'm not going to name names, but we're talking about like a couple here and a couple there. That's the stuff which surprises me. Doesn't seem to have any rules. Doesn't seem to have an upload schedule. Doesn't seem to have some plan for what they're doing. Um, it's just this pure creativity. And it, like I say, you really also comes from this foundational place of 
it feels to me like whenever they sit down and again let's just stick with youtube but this applies to all these new places and new media places when they sit down they're not going right how do i work this thing someone give me some ideas what are other people doing what's working it the people i'm always drawn to and the stuff that they make that i'm drawn to is seems to come in this attitude of and again it's 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 just very natural they want to be thinking this thought process is this is consciously you know i'm just i'm just i'm just putting it out there as a point of difference in terms of analysis like looking at what they're doing i think they just sit down and create stuff and i think they make the things that they want to make and achieve things they want to achieve that's the natural thing that they're doing and i think the way that comes out is basically they look at the platform and they just work from this foundational level and again with the example of youtube it would just be it feels like instead of sitting down and going well what do i need to do and how do i do youtube how do you do youtube they sit down and they go youtube's just video so anything i can do on video that's it there you go solve instagram you got these different types of things you put on it. You know, you got these short videos and the longer videos and the images. Anything I can do with an image, I'm doing it. Anything I can do with this. Okay, you got three squares by three squares. You could do something with that. You could do nothing with that. Whatever. I don't care. Um, Facebook, you know, you could put up text. You can put up video. You can put up all this stuff. Whatever I put up on it, that's what I decide to do. And And it's just people exercising creativity within the limitations or lack thereof of a space and i think that's what a awesome guitarist that we're interested in do and so i kind of find it weird and this circles back to the article that i was reading about being a modern guitarist i kind of sometimes and again not going to comment on that fully because i'm not done with looking through it and stuff but like kind of comes back to that in that i don't i don't necessarily think that um if we're all attracted to guitarists and you're wanting to just let's take it a business sense as well as why would you not want to spend your life being creative and doing interesting stuff rather than following a formula but i get it you have goals you want to reach but even if we just focus on that you have a goal you want to reach which is i want to get my music out to people well to who to people who are into music and into guitars and stuff well it seems like those people are kind of more like me they're kind of most interested in people being very expressive and being very unpredictable in their creativity and like trying to find their own voice no matter how successful they are even when it's very rough and raw and they're not really doing a great job of it i think we're really attracted to that even just like watching someone trying to get there not even watching someone who is there um and that doesn't look the same as someone formulaically creating things and i think that even though there's people who are creating phenomenal things based on the quote-unquote kind of these rules of what you're supposed to do on social media shit doing an amazing job at it i i think that really the better aim would be to and it's not the most sensible aim it's not the aim which has the like statistical likelihood of working in your favor again look to the people who actually know their shit not this idiot on a podcast for this but in terms of doing something fulfilling with your creative outlets when you're the kind of person who's attracted to these artists who have gone out there and broken the rules and created new ways of doing things and found their own voices and have uh, used the limitations of their creative space or lack thereof to make exactly what they want to make why wouldn't you want to do that and instead of borrowing from the kind of very practical elements of you should do what others should do you know as in you should you should kind of copy their routine elements or you should copy this copy that whilst that absolutely can provide all these successes that i'm saying again listen to them they're experts that can provide you with 
isn't it better to look at what they're doing that you actually relate to? Because if this guitarist that you found on Instagram is amazing, the reason they're content might have ended up on your explore page let's say let's use another specific example of instagram the reason their content even came across your your way wherever you were explore page right the the reason that happened right is because they're they're they've fallen these rules that enable a certain amount of engagement on their posts and they're doing all of this stuff and yet they've also created a lot of high quality content and obviously we react to being high quality it's not just we're not just predictable robots that get funneled by these platforms that's a bit of a misunderstanding i think of them we are going to the things we think are good and have value and and have quality but the reason this is coming in front of you is not just because of that it's also because this person's been you know posting super regularly and following all the rules optimized everything and super engagement focused blah 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 great okay but what is the thing that actually makes you take any interest on it? Because that explore page, if you if you go on a death scroll, which you should never be doing, and you scroll through these things, you might see hundreds of things. And that's the one thing you pick out and the one new thing that you follow and check out. And you get, and more importantly, you get inspired by. Shouldn't you look at why that happened rather than why the thing ended up on your page in the first place? Because there's a lot of shit on that page and you just scrolled past 99% of it. And isn't it more important rather than saying, why are these things on my page and how do I get on people's pages? Isn't it? Isn't the more valuable lesson in why am I attracted to this one thing on my page and why is that inspiring me and how do I do that? And if you ask those questions, you'll go, well, this was just one post. I didn't know how often this person uploaded. I didn't know all the different rules that this person followed. I didn't know what engagement exercises they were doing. I didn't know any of that. I was attracted to this because... They just played a phenomenal guitar solo and they filmed it all nicely and it looked good, but it was great. Or no, I just thought it looked fucking hilarious. It was all blurry looking and weird and it caught my eye. So I I clicked on it and it was this bizarre, stupid video with terrible audio quality. And I clicked on their page and some stuff's good quality and some stuff's not. And it's all over the place. And that's attractive to me. So make that. It sounds like you want to make that stuff. and that and, and I don't really get why the consideration then should be what rules it follows unless you have a very specific kind of business-like or entrepreneurial goal. You know, I need to promote X. Okay, then, you know, it's worth listening to those people who tell you how to promote stuff on social media and that that's not me. But um, if, you're, if you're focused on creating something, why is the first place you go for advice not based upon creativity and what draws you in inspirational creativity? Why is the first place we go for advice um this kind of transactional business advice which again is on the money for what it is but is not advice to what draws you in um you know when you look at bands and you go and you're starting a band you're in the garage with your friends you got your amps right you got the drum kit and stuff or whatever you've got however you're doing this you're starting to make music or even on your own you have ideas in your head for what you want to do that's always the artist you like it's just the it's just the songs that inspired you. That's what you want to. That's what that, that that's what's there in your mind. That's a subconsciously, consciously. You might be doing a cover. You might be saying, "Who do we want to sound like?" Consciously, or it's just subconsciously. Like what's coming out? What what stuff makes you go, "Yeah, man, that sounds cool." Whatever it is, it's the bands that everyone in that room likes. It's the music that everyone in that room likes, and it's the music. It's the albums. There's not a conversation before you start playing of, well, let's really pick apart how Metallica marketed themselves. Like I don't I don't really understand why that 
should be the consideration of how you approach your creative space um first and foremost um you know we could get into the broader discussion of music business still a business music industry still industry yeah of course man of course but this some of this this stuff that's where that conversation makes sense and i keep repeating that so don't misunderstand me saying like there's no room for that man and it should just be all about hippie love and making music and we should never talk about money i i'm i'm not i'm not doing that i've constantly throughout this this episode this podcast constantly gone back on and said if you need to get these goals if you have goals for what you want to get to you should listen to these people you should listen to this advice my problem is that advice belongs in that conversation and it doesn't belong in the conversation of a bunch of kids deciding what music inspires them it doesn't belong in the conversation to me just my opinion the conversation of when you're sitting there and you're going how do i want to make music and if instagram and all the social media stuff whether you hate it whether you love it i don't know i'm again not doing that whole thing here however you feel about it if we're going to say this is a key part of your creative repertoire this is a key part of presenting yourself and being a creative person these days you just need it you can't get around it you got to suck it up if you hate it you got to for choice if you already if you already like it because guess what you're going to be using these things if they're not just promotions right they are part of you being creative because this isn't the same as if i run a shop and someone goes to me marketing consultant good friend whatever someone goes to me are you running your shop you're not getting any interest, but you don't even have a Facebook page, don't even have an Instagram page. You could do so much to generate interest, you should do this. That's different because me running my shop and the Instagram thing, whilst obviously intertwined, right? Me running the social media is basically just a form of marketing. Um, And you can approach it in much more creative ways than that. You could put creativity into it. But it is a way of promoting what I actually do. It's not It's not what I actually do. What I actually do is I run a shop, right? Or what I actually do, maybe I'm a guitar builder. What I actually do is I build guitars. But I accept that everyone tells me I've got to have these social media platforms. Just say you've got to have a website. You've got to try and reach people and these are the ways to do it. That's not the same thing. My actual job is guitar building and all this other stuff is is extraneous to it. That divide isn't quite as clear if we're telling young guitarists and young creatives part of what you're doing is social media it's not the same thing because these articles i'm reading you have to understand they're aimed at at the modern guitarists so okay we know that bands who go the traditional method still also have an instagram they use it to promote tour dates and maybe show you a bit behind the scenes stuff to get people excited for the new album they're kind of almost more like the shop right like mastodon right i know mastodon will put out some stuff on their youtube video and online in anticipation of an album coming out they promote tours they promote albums that's kind of more like the shop than the modern guitarist described in this article i'm reading because the thing mastodon does is instead of running a shop they make albums and and do gigs let's say and then instagram and all this stuff is just a promotional tool that they can then be very creative with and they can do fun stuff on their cool documentaries in the studio leading up to an album great but that's not what they do that's not part of their job um in the sense of that core element that is part of the business promotional aspect that they use to then promote what they actually do albums and gigs the way that people are talking about the modern guitarist now in this article and in these other conversations is it's not like the shop owner and it's not like Mastodon or a band that has been around a bit longer. 
Instagram isn't a promotional tool to get out there what you do is what they're saying. It will still be like that for some musicians. Some musicians will, you know, go play gigs, get uh, a record deal or whatever, and, and then it'll have this more traditional, the shopkeeper, Mastodon. <laughs> Who'd have thought that Mastodon had so much in common with shopkeepers? But um, um, <laughs> imagine if you went in like a greengrocer and it was dudes like that in there. It'd be awesome. Anyway, um, it would probably be no help. <laughs> it's um, But, uh, you know... It, it's not it's not like that it's it, it was there will be some like that still going on a more traditional path instead the way this is being talked about and again this isn't my idea so you might be listening to this going well that's bs I, I get what you're saying but i'm responding to this idea there's this idea that instead of it being like the shopkeeper like mastodon social media is not a thing extraneous to what you do it's not a thing on top of it it's not a thing that is a necessary way to promote it it is an intrinsic part of what you do and that that is the way you should look at it so it's not i'm a musician and then i have to use social media to kind of just just as a promotional tool so people come and check out the music it's i have to approach instagram or facebook or youtube as part of what I do, it's part of my creative repertoire. I'll still make albums or singles and they can be downloaded from online stores or whatever, but me making videos of myself playing guitar is not just in promotion of that album, like for what Mastodon might do, for example. It's something I'm regularly, constantly doing, spending actually a lot more time on in some ways possibly, but it's an inherent part of my creative output. It is actually partly what I do. That's how people are talking about this. Not... I run a business and then I have to use Instagram to promote it. It's looking at social media, and this is actually what even the most successful business owners do with it, is instead of just as a promotional wing, it is a part of our actual output. Um, if you want to look at someone who's you know really taken to social media and done a lot with it, look at JHS Pedals. They kind of haven't done the shopkeeper method, or they have done it, but it's been kind of on massive steroids rather than just okay yet we use social media to promote what we actually do which is make pedals he makes the jhs pedals show makes a whole separate little website for the show and he makes it as a show in itself which is not inherently a part which is not um extraneous to the business of pedals making just use it to promote pedals that's all you got to do josh scott no he didn't do that he made an actual show he became a YouTuber, basically, um, specifically focused on this is part of what I do when I get up in the morning. I am both a pedal builder and now he's also someone who presents a show about guitar gear. And that's an actual job in itself. And um, whilst you could just look at that as the same shopkeeper model, but taken more seriously, it's actually not. It's actually him giving himself an entire new job on top of his old job but he's making himself into someone who is actually doing youtube as a part of what he does as a not just a, a person promoting his business but actually as a creative and that's even more the case for how people are kind of talking about what the new generation of guitarists is going to be um and this kind of is interesting to me because this is why I think there's a slight problem with being so formulaic and stuff in our advice is because, again, if that's about someone's problem is I need to get somewhere, I need to promote stuff, I need to be more out there, how do I do that? Listen to the experts, don't listen to me, they'll tell you how to do it, follow those rules, they'll tell you an upload schedule that's ideal, they'll tell you the kind of stuff that works, they'll analyze the algorithm or whatever, great. But 
The problem is when that starts to take over all your conversations, when this is not just a promotional tool, social media, but is actually a part of your creative output, when you're not on the shopkeeper structure, when you're not on that model, but you are on this new model of, I am a guitarist and an Instagrammer. I don't just use Instagram to promote my new tour. I am a guitarist and a guitar Instagram. I am a guitarist and a guitar YouTuber. When it's a part of who you are and what you do, that's your creative output. And that's suddenly your creative output that's being dictated, not by your creativity. And there's, you know, this is not something new, you know, forever. We could think of the classic example of a rock band fighting with their label because they want to do this and the and that's pure creativity, man. And, you know, the label's telling them we want to do this because more marketable or whatever. This this back and forth is happening forever. But that's a back and forth between an industry and a person within it. It's weird that we're kind of, to me, in some ways, like seeding that conflict weirdly within some people that's not going to work for. Because some people it's going to work for. Some people are going to look at the way that social media works and look at creativity and they're going to find a way that it gels. There might be some hard things about it. it might be a bit back and forth. It might take a while to figure it out. But they're going to find a way that that gels. There's people out there who that doesn't gel for, where the way that social media works and the rules, quote unquote, that govern it, even though I would love to, when I do a whole episode talking about this i'm going to talk about how these rules don't really apply because there's so many people like me out there that don't really want to see the same thing again and again i think that's actually most of us and so therefore the rules are kind of flawed in in a lot of ways but um i think the it's just a matter of focus the all these conversations are valid in their own way but when someone has been told you've told them or they've decided um that you know uh doing these social media things using these modern platforms is a part of their creative output rather than something extraneous to it just for promotion. When they kind of describe themselves as a guitarist slash guitar YouTuber or whatever, that's part of their creativity and that's part of what they're actually setting out to achieve in the world. And for that to be constrained and driven in any way that's primarily by, you know, it's great to have business sense or whatever. It's great to understand all those things, but to, to have that drive constantly tampered by the rules that for me are more about promotion and not creativity is is a bit weird um anyway i've gone on way longer on this than i want to because it's something that bothers me and as you can probably tell by what i'm talking about i don't have like a really strong set opinion on this it's just i'm finding it weird watching this there's a lot that i think is really positive and there's some stuff which i think is weird but the base thing that comes out of it for me is i think i'm not alone in this i think a lot of people agree with what i'm about to say i'm drawn to the people that approach all these platforms as a creative space and when it's a creative space doesn't necessarily run on a super tight schedule and for a lot of people some people it does because they work like that great um when it's a pure creative space doesn't always work out in a business way it doesn't always look the most sensible and sometimes that's the very reason that it actually works really well i think that's the funny thing with online and all these rules uh, stuff that goes viral tends to go viral because it stands out because it's weird because it's different um I know there are people, including content farms and all this weird stuff, who can manufacture stuff being viral and can kind of follow the rules to generate something that's viral in this algorithmic way. There are people that do that. Uh, I think that kind of proves my point rather than ruins it in that both are true. Um, That's kind of my point. There is no rule because sometimes the rules work and a lot of the time they don't. And the rules work at achieving something like a reasonable level of engagement, but they don't necessarily work as in giving you of totally viral smash mega hit online song which sometimes comes out of places which absolutely no one would expect because kind of online 
culture is like that. What we want is shit that's weird, unexpected, interesting, emotive, actually sparks our interest and uh, seeing a formulaic element of content is attractive in a different way and achieves different things but does not necessarily achieve more or less and that's how i think it kind of works so this is the weird thing for me where it comes around and i go actually even in a business sense kind of just doing whatever the fuck you want kind of sometimes actually works out better online even in a business way not just creatively so that's weird but for me personally and i'm not unique in this at all i think this holds for a lot of people especially in music and guitar we actually want something that's different something that's that's something that's going to pique our interest in that way um as well as high quality and high quality can be formulaic high quality can be to schedule formulate content of course we see that fantastically successful beloved youtube channels and instagram guitarists and stuff that do that um but i think uh, that i'm not alone in not necessarily getting as much from that stuff despite respecting it and um getting a lot more from things that really grab my interest surprise me and inspire me and i tend to find when i then analyze those well what has inspired me it's people who seem to have this foundational approach of just well this is just a creative space just like the guitar is a creative space and i'm going to get out of it what i want to get out of it that's the rule i'm going to follow and that takes precedent over all the other rules and yeah you know maybe they have a vague business sense maybe they have an understanding of roughly what they you know need or want to do in that in that way to be promotional and to have some interest but uh really the way that the interest is generated is because they put out the cool shit that they think is cool and hope other people think is cool and i watch it and go oh that's cool and there you go loads of other people around the world do as well um that's where i'm at i could do hours and hours on this because i think it's kind of fascinating going a deeper dive and go way beyond guitar but um I I want to give you an example of all this um, as today's music suggestion because uh, this is the kind of shit which for me is like so much fun and like I don't I think no, I think I think ninety nine percent of the shit on any of these platforms isn't really very fun or interesting including probably the the shit I put out let me be like brutally honest about it um, to a lot of people it won't be and then to some people it will and that's just the way it works it's not about the stuff is objectively uninteresting. It's just about a lot of people won't find it interesting. Some people will. That's what I mean, right? I'm not saying most of the stuff on here is an objective waste of time. Uh, it's just that you put stuff out there, it's not going to grab most people. It'll grab some people. I think it's just how it works. Um, kind of thing. But I want to give you an example for today's music suggestion. It's something that is an, is an example of people having, in this case, having a lot of fun, but... Having that foundational approach to it and having the freedom that comes from that and just putting out something as creative people that's clearly what they wanted to put out and is so much more interesting, I think, to me and I think it will be to you as well. Um, And it's not the way to do promotion or shit, but um, I think this is actually, like I say, kind of contradictorily when you come all the way around to it kind of is actually the right way to do promotion shit because it genuinely shows who you are it's going to attract the people who are going to be into your shit anyway rather than like clickbait people into a false un, a false sense of this could be for me and it's not which is like how is that positive um and it's also just like using the creative space in a way that's creative again that can be dumb as shit it could be high art but it's actually just going well youtube or instagram or facebook is it's just all it is is a place i can put text video audio images i can do anything i want within those within those not very constricting constrictions like that that's it that's it that's all i can do anything within that um and here's an example of this so i've shared uh quite a lot recently um the music 
of the band Cleopatric. Really, really enjoying their music. I'm going to keep sharing it. Um, they're releasing music uh, with their um, debut album coming out. It's actually coming out on June the 4th, which is freaking cool. And I'm excited about that. So that's a great, exciting thing. Obviously, got an album coming out. That's what they do. So you got to promote it. And, you know, they've got music videos. And they did a music video for the Drake, which was really cool, like gritty uh, music video that they did, which I shared recently. And his song is so good. And that all totally works. But <laughs> they've released a new song called Family Van. And uh, instead of having an official music video it comes with an official powerpoint presentation which i gotta tell you i mean that's that's the that's a i mean it's a it's a boss move i mean i I, can you think of anything that is you know can you think of anything that has higher production value than a a kind of high school level powerpoint presentation i mean if there is i don't want to see it uh frankly I don't think I could quite deal with it, but um, sometimes we like to live in our world that's that's small and um, safe, and I don't know if I want to handle something that has even better production value than an official PowerPoint presentation of sort of vaguely high school level um, skill. Uh, and it's great. There's some sort of terrible couple of instances of terrible photoshopping in here with the with the images that flick between with. With, with just that, that that unmistakable PowerPoint presentation transition feel uh, that takes us right back, you know, right back to our, our own probably terrible PowerPoint presentations we've subjected class members, colleagues, or whoever to at some point. Um, you know, it looks like, yeah, some, I say Photoshop with some of these images. Not really. Like the thing that when you don't have photoshop and it seems too complicated and expensive you download something that's like photospot.exe from some website and you try to mash together an image with it looks like some of that's been going on uh complete disregard for the aspect ratio of anything um i think it it's it, it you know if there is such a thing still as MTV Awards, I can't imagine it's even remotely relevant anymore. But uh, get, this should be up there. You know, it shouldn't, you know. This is beyond MTV Awards. They're, they're irrelevant. Fuck MTV Awards if they exist. I don't know if they do. This is more important. Um, this is this is new. It's fresh and it's big. And it's and it's it's going to be huge. Um, and you know what? There's, there's people going like, well, what do we want to do? And doing what they want to do. No one's going to fucking tell you that making an official PowerPoint presentation is a good idea. And yet, objectively, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, when you look at it, it's clearly a good idea. Um, what more can you say? It's a boss move. They found a way forward. What's the way forward for guitar music? It's this. Um, I mean that actually not ironically, because this is a sick band. <laughs> but clearly, the way forward, for if we've all got to fucking be online and do this shit instead of just focusing on making music like Instagram and YouTube and all this shit, find your own way to do it. And if that's a if that's a fucking PowerPoint presentation, then let it be a PowerPoint presentation. And no one's going to tell you that it's a good idea, but no one on this podcast is going to tell you it's a bad idea because it's a fucking great idea. Um, it's just better. So anyway, hopefully now everyone's going to make PowerPoint presentations. I mean, not really. Unless they can make really just... Unless we can see the full range of, you know what, if everyone's going to engage in it and not just copy paste this idea, but but really go out there and show that 
show the, the, the wealth, the versatility, the depths and breadths of what you can really do with that software from Microsoft. I mean, I don't want it to sound like an advert, but the shit that you could pull off with a PowerPoint presentation. I mean, they've come out the gate strong here, but as a new medium for expressing ourselves, I mean, it's fucking out there, man. Anyway, um, PowerPoint presentation. I'm going to link to that in the description of this video. Uh, this isn't a fucking video. I'm going to link to this in the description of this podcast. Um, <laughs> see, it's just that they've broken my perception of what these different structures and categories of 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 creative mediums are. They've broken it. So now I don't even know what this is. Is this a a, a visualist video? Is that what a podcast is? I, I'm thinking now. It's just, that's the level it's brought me to. I, I, I'm deconstructing everything because... That's what great art does. It puts you in that mindset where you start to sort of reassemble the world in front of your own eyes. And and um and that's the power of a PowerPoint presentation. That's the the power of a PowerPoint. It powerfully points to the world in a new way. Um it's it's, it's poetry coming out now. What a beautiful piece of art this is. It's just it's it's inspired me even in that way. So Anyway, I've linked to that in the description of whatever this unknowable medium of nonsense I'm creating right now is. And um, you got to go check it out and just, you know, just just enjoy people just doing shit from that pure creative space and not, you know, I don't know, spending six hours optimizing thumbnails or whatever the fuck we're all supposed to be doing these days. I hate it. I'm trying to be neutral during this video, but I hate all that shit and I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> fuck. How long did I get before I broke? That's 45 minutes. That's the longest I've ever talked about this shit and, and not just outright insulted the entire thing. So um, there you go. A new record for me. That was really good self-control. I hope you appreciate that because that shit that I just said there uh, is what I've wanted to say for this entire podcast. So there you go. Lasted 45 minutes. Finally blew my load at the end and now we can finish. Um, Anyway, go check out that. It's really good music. Cleopatra is sick and you should be checking out all their music because it's great. You should be checking out all their PowerPoint presentations and I don't know what those things that aren't PowerPoint presentations are, official videos, whatever that is. Um, go and check all that stuff out. Enjoy it. Get inspired because it's 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 creativity, man. How's it not going to inspire you to, to go out there and be creative yourself? And you know what? All these people telling you all these rules and stuff, you know, in terms of business, in terms of all that, if you're hearing that from people, if you're trying to get somewhere with your guitar stuff online, those people know their, their shit in terms of finding something, uh, finding all these ways that work and following these quote-unquote rules. But always come back to what's right for you, what sits right for you, and always keep your own creativity at the fore because if you've got to spend time doing all this shit, if you're a creative person, which you are if you're playing guitar, you're going to feed off, you're going to be motivated by doing it in a creative way. Keep that at your core and filter all these ideas and rules and whatever through that. Keep that there um, and you'll end up bossing it with PowerPoint presentations before you know it. So there you go. That's the winning formula, obviously, from someone who uh, just spent 45 minutes trying not to scream at social media like old man yelling at cloud. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed that, if that's the right word, uh, or got some perspective and remember if you completely disagree with everything i just said that's still helpful because it gets us all thinking about what we think and all this stuff so if i serve that purpose that's my extremely low bar so if you hated this i still cleared it so jokes on you anyway have a good one play a bunch of guitar look after yourselves look after one another unfortunately for you i'll, <laughs> I'll be back with another episode again tomorrow